Hello and welcome to the Carnage Report, where we bring you the latest on all things horror-related, keeping you up to date with the news you can use. I'm Julie Holland. And I'm Nick Spacek. The Carnage Report is part of the Cinepunks podcast family. Go to Cinepunks.com to find entertainment news, reviews, and other great podcasts like Horror Business and Twitch of the Death Nerve. If you want to help support Cinepunks and ultimately this show, you can become a Cinepunks Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash Cinepunks. Also, please go check out these great sponsors like SX Coffee Roasters. You can find it at sxcoffeeroasters.com. They offer specialty grade coffee roasted to order for the most fresh and delicious home brewing experience. Essex is committed to accessible quality coffees, offering education on coffee and brewing to all of their customers. Essex Coffee Roasters believes you don't have to be a coffee expert to enjoy a great cup of coffee. Right now, if you use code CINEPUNKS, that's C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X, you get 10% off. Another great sponsor is Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, which is the premier screen printer of Lehigh Valley, which is in Pennsylvania, if you didn't know, and maybe also the world. They are personable, professional, the only place where you can get punk rock attitude with professional service and printing. And if you want to find them, they are at xlvacx.com. All right. Now that the shilling's out of the way, it is time for getting to know you question of the episode. So... What were your trick-or-treat rituals, traditions, or experiences like as a kid? Well, as you know, I'm an only child, and I also had very permissive parents when it comes <laughs> to candy and Halloween, so I would just like trick-or-treat until people's lights were off. Like, my mom would drive me. I mean, my mom was usually pretty put out by anything I wanted to do, but trick-or-treating was the exception. And she would drive me to the good neighborhoods. Then we come back into our neighborhood. We would go to friends' house. She had a friend who would build like a little outside haunt in his garage. We would do that. I would have bags of candy. You know, you would get those big plastic bags, maybe from the grocery store or whatever, that weren't grocery bags, but they were specifically for Halloween. I would have at least two of those. It was like insane. And then because I am an only child and a control freak, I would spend the rest of the night sorting all of that candy into like chocolate candy, fruity candy, the good stuff, the crappy stuff. And I would put all those into little bags. I may have a problem. And I would build them out to myself throughout the rest of, I don't know, however long it lasted so that I wasn't like eating all the Snickers first and leaving myself with just the dum-dums or whatever. Um, other than that, I don't think we had any specific rituals. Just I've always been a big candy person, obviously. So it's all about the candy for me. Um, how about you? What, did, what were your What was your childhood trick or treating like? Well, I have to ask, like when you trick or treated, um, because you do so much like knitting and sewing and things. Like now, were you doing homemade costumes or were you doing like store bought? Well. I remember one costume I had when I was little, someone had made me a little red riding hood cape. And I wore that not just for Halloween, but literally like for two years straight every day. <laughs> uh, but I'm a crafter, but my mom was not per se. So I was definitely in those 80s. Here is a plastic smock with a hard plastic face shell of a mask. You know, like I think one year maybe I was a Smurf. Things like that. That was usually my kind of costume. I think one year I was a gypsy, which we don't use that word anymore, but it was the 80s and that's what it was. And I was very excited to be one at that time. Um, 
but yeah, not a lot of homemade costumes until I hit like high school and high school and college. All of my costumes were homemade because we did not have a Halloween store in Emporia, Kansas. And it didn't occur to me that you really could buy a good costume. So even to this day, I don't typically buy a costume or let my husband buy a costume because you should be making your costumes. <laughs> when I was a kid, it was like our neighborhood was amazing because it was it was like it was like that perfect like late 80s early 90s thing where it was just like a ton of families who lived in like the how like you know the neighborhood i lived in as well as all the surrounding ones so like you could go trick-or-treating like you could start like literally next door across the street and just like hop and just the you could get like within a couple blocks of the house like I, we would have like a ton of candy and just keep going mm -hmm. um and what like we would always you know we knew like we'd all hit like our friends houses like uh and as i got older like i would have to take like my brother and sister with me and stuff like that um <coughs> because i'm not an only child and so um like yeah as i would get in like there were a couple of years where like i would you know like families we'd go with friends my parents would like have folks over my parents would get dressed up for nice. stuff it was it was never like a big to do, but like everybody had a whole lot of fun with it. Um, and then we like when we got older, like we'd come home and like my brother, sister and I would like all dump out our bags and like do swaps and trades. And uh, occasionally we taught ourselves how to play like just like basic five card draw poker. Uh, and so we would play poker using candy as bets, which yeah, was... one of my childhood friends and I used to do that, too. Yeah. I taught myself how to deal from the bottom of the deck. Um, <laughs> I definitely scammed my brother and sister. Good candy. If you're listening, either of you, I'm so sorry. You just learned like the shame of 30 years. Um, and then like when I uh, got older, like, I mean, I would dress up for like parties and stuff. Um, definitely like would, uh, I think my freshman year at KU, I think I just printed out like different scenes from movies and just like tape them all around the door of uh our dorms ku used to have a thing where they would have kids who were in like boys and girls club or big brothers big sisters would come trick-or-treat through the dorms and you could sign oh, up fun. yeah it was awesome because like inevitably what would happen is like nobody wanted to just do their room so like everybody would just like pull together and there'd be like eight people crammed into a dorm room and just like every time like just like handing like taking turns handing out fistfuls of candy uh which was i thought like a really cool thing um but yeah yeah like always always big and now even as a like an adult like i still like we we'd like to make sure that we hand out candy even though we are at like the edge of a neighborhood mm -hmm. so we like i think one year like the first year of the pandemic we we had more people than we ever had like we almost we actually i think ran out of stuff nice yeah we uh when we bought this house the people that we used to live across the street from because we just moved just a few blocks from where we were renting and our neighbors were like oh you're gonna spend like 300 dollars in candy because that neighborhood is crazy with trick-or-treaters and we were like oh god and we bought the house in september so we're like we don't have any money right now to spend 300 dollars in candies and we were freaking out we don't get any trick-or-treaters we get like three our neighborhood is like it's really old like 100 year old houses mostly but 
like two streets over they close the street they bring in a funnel cake truck everyone does it up and everyone just goes over there so we get nothing and everyone goes over to the houses that really do so we get like three kids on their way to that neighborhood and that's all like okay i mean i i would i would forgo lots of candy for funnel cake yeah i mean for sure <laughs> now as as someone with siblings did you find that after halloween you had to like hide your stash so that no, they didn't we, steal it uh no but like there were definitely like issues with like uh some of us would burn through their candy faster also like <clears throat> there would be occasions where like one of us would go with like friends or something somewhere and just end up like hitting like the mother load jackpot uh, so and so come home with you know just like a massive bag of stuff or you hit like those houses where it's the end of the night instead of giving you like two or three pieces it's just this gigantic like grown-ass man handful fistful yeah. of candy because they're just like i don't want this in the house mm -hmm. um yeah so they yeah. that that was always the the worst part where you would see you know one of I would see like my brother or sister or it would be them seeing me where somebody ended up with just the best you know the 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 full size candy bars the the, the holy grail of trick or treating of course yes I applaud you guys for not secretly making off with each other's candy I always figured that was the way I, my mom used to come in and steal my candy and like I said I would have it all sorted. So I would know, like, I have eight Snickers left and I'm making them last. And then all of a sudden they're four Snickers and I'm like, damn it. Those were those were supposed to last. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think none of us stole each other's candy because there would definitely be like a lecture from our dad. And um, being on the receiving end of lectures from my father was just like, can you why don't you just beat us like everybody else's parents? Like, <laughs> this is like a 20 minute lecture on like why you should refill the ice cube trays and how not doing so is irresponsible and uh thoughtless towards the rest of the family is is like I could you just like hit me? Like this would be over in five minutes. <laughs> five seconds. Mad, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so many of those. Hey, if you've got a Halloween tradition um, you want to share with us, hit us up. Did we get any responses on our Twitter? I don't think we did. On that uh, we did not. Uh, we did get some responses about other stuff. But yeah, we did. I saw those. Um, unfortunately, nothing nothing regarding these. But uh, if that's you, okay. Uh, it's not too late. You can still tell us. Yeah, there's plenty of plenty of times. Did uh, you and your siblings beat each other senseless over the full size <laughs> candy bar stash? I definitely want to hear about that. For sure. Um, if you have any pictures of someone crying over like yes. candy, um, be great. Um, I looked to try to find childhood pictures of me in costumes, but a lot of my childhood pictures are sort of lost to the many moves that we've made in our life. So I have college pictures of costumes, but it's not as fun as little kid in costumes. I'm going to have to take some of mine out. We'll throw them up on the Instagram. Yes. Jeez. Report Carnage on Instagram.
It is now time for New Nightmares. Yay! This is our roundup of trailers, new to streaming, coming to theaters, news, etc. Everything. There's so much. There's a lot. So, we're going to start it. Um, hey, you wrote this. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Awkward. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we have our linky things and uh, all of that and uh so anyhow the midnight club finally has its uh full trailer out and oh man it's so great uh it pre- so premiering on netflix uh october 7th um the midnight club follows a group of five terminally ill patients at bright cliff hospice who begin to gather together at midnight to share scary stories like i was in like based on like the pictures and like christopher pike and mike flanagan and mm-hmm. like the, the little short teaser that we had but oh man this trailer is just like ooh, it looks so good um it, i don't know if it says what year it's set in, set in but it looks like it's set in the 90s which i always appreciate that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh and i'm like i'm really excited uh about it um it, it also it seems like they're leaning really hard into like the the hospice aspect of it which is dark yeah, but um, super down for it. Um, yeah. Oh, God. It's like an embarrassment of riches coming to streaming next month. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I like it's going to be really hard to leave the house. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going to find the time. I guess I'm going to stop sleeping. That's the only option. That's the only place where there's time left. But these these things have to be watched. That's why we have coffee. Yes. <laughs> All right, next thing that has to be watched. We talked about this a little bit, but we finally have a trailer for Chucky season two. It looks really awesome. It looks like they're kind of bringing in some of the some some themes from the movies, maybe some of the later movies. Um, I think I've said this before, but I really think Child's Play is a franchise that start to finish really holds up if you like Child's Play. Like Child's Play is yeah. not for everyone, but they maintain their vibe through the whole thing they it's always true to who to what child's play is and i think a lot of people fell off and didn't watch like curse of chucky and cult of chucky cult of chucky is really good and this trailer for season two looks a lot like cult of chucky to me not like a copy but like similar vibe like in cult of chucky they're in an mental institution and then there's all these chucky's there's in season two of Chucky, there's going to be a lot of Chucky's. It looks like we get Glenn and Glinda as actual humans and not dolls, which is interesting. Um, it, yeah, it, it looks good. I really need to finish season one so that I can get season two started. It hits a uh, sci fi channel on October 5th. I don't know if sci fi has a streaming service that you can utilize if you don't have it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I I was also very excited to see that uh, Lachlan Watson is playing Glenn slash Glenda, um, best known for Theo Putnam in Chilling Adventures. Yeah, Arena, uh, and they were one of the breakout stars of that show. And they look great with that red hair, with that red Chucky heritage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although I have to say, like the the, the most disturbing thing is the the uh, hairless bald chucky doll like yeah. that, i don't know why that's the creepiest thing but it it really is it is well you know is it in chucky is it in child's play one or two where they go into the um the factory where uh, they're making the good guy dolls two i think yeah so it makes me think i don't that was one of my favorite scenes in those where they're like the hair is being inserted because that's so <laughs> creepy <laughs> and gross when you think about it 
So the bald Chucky makes me think of that. Um, a, a total 180 from that, but um, <clears throat> also coming to Netflix, uh, we got the, uh, uh, in, in this case, another full trailer finally uh, is The Curse of Bridge Hollow coming to Netflix on October 14th. Um, a father and his teenage got daughter are forced to team up and save their town after an ancient and mischievous sp- spirit causes Halloween decorations to come to life and wreak havoc. Um, this definitely looks like it is of a pair with the spirit Halloween movie. I feel like these are mm-hmm. both going to like maybe hit a lot of the same notes where they're like kid friendly horror and everything. But I re- like I keep watching it and I'm like, this is th- that kid. Um, uh, Priya Ferguson, like seems like she's a little acty in this but i i think i i appreciate her enthusiasm for like all her line deliveries and i really want to see this movie mm-hmm. yeah i think this looks better than the spirit of halloween movie mm-hmm. but you know it's got it's got marlon waynes and he knows what he's doing yeah and also like i mean he's proved he can do horror comedy and also like mm-hmm. the glowing eyes on everything is just so good. i don't know why but i'm like oh, that works as creepy like that's... And the effects in the trailer look really good. Like there's one moment where there's just giant spider and it doesn't look cheesy or, you know, cheap. It looks I think it actually looked pretty good. It looks like there's a combination of like CGI and practical effects. It looks like when they're fighting that giant spider, somebody is like holding out two giant spider arms that they made. Yeah. And I'm just like, I was charmed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excited for that one. All right. Next trailer is for Lionsgate new horror film. The Devil's Workshop. This is okay. In this chilling psychological thriller featuring Emil Hirsch, struggling act as struggling actor. Uh, wait, no. Featuring Emil Hirsch, and the synopsis is written weird. Okay, let me start over. What? Is, I'm, I apologize. I had not pre-read the synopsis. I just skimmed it, and so I did not know how weirdly it was put together. In this chilling psychological fe- feature thriller featuring Emil Hirsch, struggling actor. Clayton is desperate for a role as a demonologist. He contacts Eliza, an expert in devil lore, to help him prepare and spends the weekend at her home. Eliza forces Clayton to confront his troubling past, perform dark rituals, and sacrifice a goat. Does she want to help Clayton, seduce him, or destroy him? Uh, this trailer looks pretty fun. Um, you know, it's... Uh, method acting i guess if you're really going to get into the demonologist to try to get a role as it uh it uh it looks scary it looks um like it's gonna have a naked emile hirsch maybe i don't know it it looks pretty interesting it's so goopy um it is goopy (laughs) also that is the fact that (laughs) confront his troubling past perform dark rituals and sacrifice a goat i'm like i don't no, I know that had to go through multiple edits and multiple approvals and somebody was like yeah leave the goat sacrifice thing in there and that's I, I I was just genuinely like well if you're putting that in your PR materials I can't wait to see what's in your actual movie yeah I mean I guess it's a good trigger warning if you ha- if you don't like to see animal sacrifice there <laughs> you know right off the top there's going to be a goat sacrifice um, and we can see for ourselves exactly how that goes down in theaters and on demand on september 30th uh also coming to streaming we've got a new trailer finally for dead stream um 
It features an internet personality who tries to win back followers by live streaming himself in a haunted house. Um, it is a horror comedy. Uh, I actually watched this the other day. I wish I could talk about it, but it's under embargo. Um, yeah, it's like up until like the third. So I like otherwise I would tell you uh, how much I loved it, but I can't. <laughs> I will say that I'm not always moved by um, found footage or, you know, that sort of thing. This actually looks like I'm going to be into it. It looks really fun. I will say this much. I watched it um, while exercising in my basement. And so I watched it on a tablet. And I have to say, like, that is about the most perfect way you can see it. Like it. it That makes sense for like the the format this uh found footage is put into it's 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 the sort of thing they i feel like watching it in a theater would be fun but i feel like the aspect of it would kind of lose a little bit it's it's the perfect thing to watch like on a tablet while you're on an elliptical or a you know otherwise exercising nice it looks like it's got some genuine scares in it too mm-hmm. which is, you don't always get all that from a comedy so that's pretty exciting all right Speaking of exciting, we have a full trailer for uh, Hellraiser coming to Hulu. We've talked about Hellraiser quite a bit. This trailer um, really kind of brings it into focus for us to get more excited. We get to see the puzzle box. We get to see, you know, the new way that it comes together. We get a peek at at some of the the Cenobite action. (gasps) Yeah, I'm excited. I feel I like, like all, I say that about all of them, but I, yes. <laughs> I love all of the, like, the, they don't show a lot of stuff. You just hear a lot of, like, squelchy, squishy mm-hmm. noises. And, oh, probably be a fun one to watch with your um, closed captions on so you can oh. r- read what the sounds are described as. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is directed by David Bruckner. You'll be able to check it out on Hulu on October 7th as part of Huluween, which is a super fun name for their celebration. Um, yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. That's going to kick off, fully kick off Halloween season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I So um, this is a trailer, but now it's actually streaming. Um, but we'll talk about it. Um, uh, there. Uh, out now a, on Netflix is Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, um, which we are uh, it premiered earlier this week. Um, and it is about, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer. And it's a 10 mm-hmm. episode limited series that um, follows his life from 78 to 91. So um, I, I, I keep hearing really great things about Evan Peters in this. Um, I keep asking people if they have seen my friend Dahmer and uh, keep getting met with blank stares so that's unfortunate my friend Dahmer is so good and the graphic novel that it's based on is so good uh the trailer for this like almost made me want to cry it was it's just so upsetting I don't I honestly don't know if I will watch it because I have I'm I'm torn I'm torn with my feelings on true crime fix fictionalization especially where the families of the victims are still alive Oh, and, and very upset about it, evidently. Yeah. And, you know, so I just don't I just don't know how to go with that. Like, It does look really good. It looks really upsetting. It looks like it goes into 
the police response, which is, I think, what was most upsetting about it. Um, but yeah, I've heard good things. I hear people are into it. Yeah, I, I think it might be something I, I come back to later. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely no judgment if you are into it. That's not me judging. It's just me not knowing my own feelings on true crime in this moment. All right. Now, we recently talked about a movie called Watcher. And this is different. This is The Watcher. It is a new uh, series based on a creepy true story. I don't know. Nick, did you ever go down the rabbit hole of this story? Yes. And I can't remember. I Somebody did a podcast episode on it, and I cannot remember <clears throat> which of the innumerable uh, true crime podcasts it it's i want to say it was a my favorite murder but that doesn't feel right but i definitely yeah went through went into this rabbit hole and it wasted like the better part of an afternoon yeah i read some long form article and then like tried tried endlessly to find like somewhere where it wrapped up what's what what happened there's like no satisfying ending to this unfortunately i don't know how the series will handle it because it's obviously very fictionated fictionalized so this story is the true story is a family moves into this house seems too good to be true doesn't it always and then they start getting letters from this person who's like i'm watching your house i'm watching you and they're very menacing letters and it's very scary and ultimately the family has to move out they never really find who did it i don't believe and but i also don't think it ever escalated beyond the letters but the letters were so menacing and scary if I'm remembering correctly, I didn't dig back into the story after watching the trailer, but the trailer looks like it escalates. Like maybe, maybe there is some haunting in the house or maybe I don't, there's like a tunnel moment that I'm yeah. interested in. Yeah. And I, it's got Naomi Watts. That's cool. I'm, I'm very, very curious about it, but like also that, I wish I wish I could remember. I know what long form story you're talking about, and it was so good because I mean mm -hmm. it's like it's a long read. Like it's a yeah. like it'll take you like half hour to. Yeah, like, I think I had read. the tab open all day and was like reading it in between work things. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. this That's starts on October 13th. Again, it's on Netflix. Also from Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not from Ryan movie. Uh, not from Ryan Murphy, but um, from director of Hobo with a Shotgun, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, the very excellent short film Treevenge. If you've never seen it, Doctor Director Jason Eisner is back with the horror sci-fi movie Kids versus Aliens, which just premiered at Fantastic Fest in Austin. I have read several people's responses about it on Twitter, and they seem super psyched on it mm -hmm. in kids versus aliens all gary wants to do is make awesome home movies with his best buds all his older sister samantha wants is to hang with the cool kids when their parents head out of town one halloween weekend an all-time rager of a teen house party turns to terror when aliens attack forcing the siblings to band together to survive the night this trailer is 30 seconds long they use the word fuck like six times like, i think it's it. the first word in it it's it's just I want to see this movie right now. Like I, yeah. I want to be able to watch this this Halloween. Is and speaking uh, of looking gooey, oh god, it's a gooey thirty seconds. And I don't think we don't know yet when it's 
going to come out early 2023. That's all we know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In theaters, on demand, and digital with Shutter coming later. But like, man, like I just see this is the reason like I get super bummed about like especially Fantastic Fest season. It's just like, oh, here's a bunch of movies that everybody is very hyped on and you will see them sometime in the next two years. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm covering uh, Fantastic Fest virtually and that one's not available virtually. And I'm like, oh, lame. <sighs> All right, I think that wraps up our trailers now. We have little bits and bobs of news, starting with some news about Final Destination 6. I put this in here specifically uh, for this tweet that I found about oh my how, God. how the directors landed this, um, how the filmmakers landed this. Hold on, I accidentally didn't open that in my tabs. Oh God, so pardon so me for a second. So... This is the alleged story about how they landed this. Let me get their names for you first. Zach Lip- Lipvosky and Adam B. Stein. They they had some Zoom meetings about this that you know they were narrowing it down to who was going to take this on. So when they decided when they got on the Zoom to make their pitch to New Line, I'm just going to read this verbatim. The duo made their pitch to New Line execs and producers together with a burning fireplace behind them. As they wrapped up the meeting, the fire came alive and the mantle began burning. The filmmakers stopped and after a tense moment, quickly extinguished the flames. As they sat down, everyone relieved the accident had passed. A wrenching creak was heard and suddenly the whizzing ceiling fan broke off, flew down, decapitating one of the filmmakers. The execs and producers went from concern to all-out laughter. The bit using a combination of pre-recorded footage, visual effects, had trans had transitioned seamlessly and showed their unabashed enthusiasm. I mean, that's enough for me to be more excited than ever about a new Final Destination movie. Like these guys clearly get it, and uh, it, yeah. Also, they they need to include that Zoom call as like a mid credit scene or a post credit scene, or just like release it as like promo material or whatever um and thank you to uh boris kit at the hollywood reporter for reporting that news because oh my god like that's one of the like i read that was one of the first things i read like while i was eating breakfast this morning and i was just like oh yeah yeah if you don't give them the job like yeah yeah i would love to see like i or you know like if it comes out on video or whatever like put that in an extra like because i i want to surely they recorded it right they have to have like if they hadn't like that's that's a big law well i mean obviously they have it because it was pre-recorded but like i would love to see the reactions going yes yeah (laughs) all right moving right along um so uh I'm going to combine these two new things. There are two sequels being uh, that just wrapped filming or are filming. Um, uh, Director Buddy Cooper has made a sequel to 1984's The Mutilator. It is The Mutilator 2. Um, And if you go to The Mutilator's um, Facebook page, you can find all kinds of images and behind the scenes stuff. it's they've got a really big cast it looks like it's going to be super fun the mutilator um is out on blu-ray from arrow and it's really excellent and uh to fund part of the mutilator too um they sold like a bunch of like old pr stuff and i got a copy of the movie was originally called fall break 
uh and they put out like a there there's a song that plays there the is a song it's fall break um but they put it out as a 45 and they had a box of them and so i bought one from their instagram page and it awesome. came it was like brand new and it's autographed by buddy cooper um and it's uh it was fantastic uh and so i'm very excited that this is then it finished filming back in june which means hopefully we'll see it sometime soon another thing i know that we'll see soon is uh because they are filming it right now and they have fast turnaround is sorority babes in the slime ball bolorama 2 uh, which is directed by brink stevens i'm so happy that she is now a director um and that that will be coming out soon and it stars a bunch of people i don't know but also kelly maroney is in it um nice in, in a sequel to the um very very weird very very uh frequently shown on usa up all night um, yes also worth noting uh as, as part of this whole like deadly 10 collection of uh movies that they're doing through full moon is bride of the head of the family um uh, the final the like finally the sequel to uh head of the family which i feel isn't very underrated i haven't seen that Full moon. oh it's so good uh somebody was talking i was reading a thing about it and somebody referred to the star of that movie uh jacqueline lovell who did a wonderful email q a with me a few years back uh as the meryl streep of getting naked and I have <laughs> never laughed harder to just like a random internet thing. I'm like, that's a very specific joke. Uh, Indeed. It's very accurate. <laughs> All right. Uh, normally, I hate it when Christmas infiltrates this early. But in this case, I will make an exception because we have a first look at the movie poster for the upcoming Christmas horror, Violent Night, starring David Harbour as a badass Santa Claus. And that's exactly what the poster is. It's a badass Santa Claus. He's bloodied. He's got a candy cane on fire in his mouth. He's David Harbour. Um, this is coming out from Universal on December 2nd. I assume that means it's in theaters. This does not say. It's, the poster says only in theaters. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't scroll all the way down to the bottom of the poster. <laughs> okay. The synopsis is a team of elite mercenaries breaks into a wealthy family. But the team isn't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the grounds, and he's about to show you why why this Nick is no saint. John Leguizamo and Beverly D'Angelo. I along with you can't go wrong. <laughs> and it's written by Casey and Miller, the team behind Sonic. So, uh, shit, this is gonna be so dumb. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Christmas is for dumb, dumb Christmas horror. I love yeah. it. I'm so excited. Uh, and I think we're all, I think Joe Bagos has a uh, Christmas horror coming soon as well. So um, kick ass. I'm so excited. <laughs> all right. Another little bit of news that we don't have a whole lot on is new Brandon Cronenberg movie starring Mia Goth called Infinity Pool. And I think the reason it's making news in this moment is that it's been rated NC-17 for strong graphic violence and sexual content, which I think is what we've come to expect already from Brandon Cronenberg and Mia Goth. So <laughs> sounds about right. It's also going to have Alexander Skarsgård, 
I think they're actually working on getting that rating appealed because it's hard to market a movie with an NC-17, especially if you want to put it in the theaters. Uh, synopsis is, James and M are young, rich, in love, and on vacation. Their all-inclusive resort boasts island tours and gleaming beaches, but outside the hotel gates waits something much more dangerous and seductive beyond the edge of paradise. And I, I think we're looking for this next year. Probably at this point. Yeah. Uh, if you saw Possessor, I, <laughs> I'm excited for anything Brandon Cronenberg does after that one. So it was so good. Yeah, he does just amazing work. So like, I'm always very excited about it. So whatever we get is great. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and for our final bit of news, they have announced the lineup for Freeform's 31 Nights of Halloween, um, which is just like crazy. There's all kinds of like family friendly stuff, but there's also um, like they're premiering like a bunch of new movies this year, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, both Happy Death Day movies. Um, I, I I feel like Freeform really does like the good balance of things where because they also mm -hmm. can throw in like some other like disney type stuff so like you can watch like toy story of terror um which by the way if you have not seen is it, it is on disney plus and it is delightful um multiple screenings of hocus pocus um all, a lot of simpsons treehouse of horror marathons um halloween town uh, the house with the clock in its walls. Um, there are like Shrek, which I don't quite understand, but sure. <laughs> well, I see there's one that's scared Shrekless, so yes. I guess there must be some some Shrek specific horror content that I wasn't aware of. There's a thing that keeps popping up, and it's called decorating Disney Halloween magic, and I assume that is how they decorate the Magic Kingdom for Halloween, and I want to see that so much. Uh, yeah, that is right up my alley. I'm hoping that pops up on like Disney plus or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, a lot of this stuff. I mean, this is the sort of thing before streaming when you just had cable, when I was a teenager that I would look forward to these channels that would have just something every night that you could just turn mm -hmm. on this. And you know, this is streaming, but it's still that same vibe of like, just turn it on. You know, you're going to be having Halloween content in the background. If you didn't have anything else planned to watch. And it's literally from dusk till I mean, it's literally dawn yeah. to dusk, like all day, like there's stuff to watch. And I was just like, oh, man, like that would just be it's very nice to just have stuff that you can let roll in the background. Mm -hmm. I gotta say, I did not grow up with Halloween Town and I watched it last year and I don't I don't get the Halloween. Town I've love. never That's seen my only my only negative comment is people seem to love that one. And I was like, no, not for <laughs> me. Not into it yeah yeah but check it out yeah during the spookiest time of the year there are a few guidelines all ghosts and goblins should follow always stay on sidewalks never go to a stranger's house and never go out alone <laughs>
sorts of things. Room free. Sorry. All these traditions. Wait, wait. What? You're supposed to keep a lamp. Why? Ancient tradition? Putting on costumes. I look like I'm five. You look great. What did we do now? We meet our dates. Jack-o'-lanterns. Why are we here? To pay our respects to the dead? The Halloween school bus massacre. They started to protect us, but... What in God's name are you doing down there? Hiding bodies? Nowadays, no one really cares. This one's the lit. What is that? It's them. Oh my god. Look at me. It's not a trick. It's real. Tonight is about respecting the customs, not breaking them. now our feature presentation yay so um because it is coming to theaters october 6th via regal cinema for its first ever wide release into movie theaters we are talking michael darty's film trick or treat trick or treat is interwoven stories demonstrate that some traditions are best not forgotten as the residents of a small town face real ghosts and goblins on halloween tales of terror reveal the consequences of extingu extinguishing a jack-o'-lantern before midnight and a grumpy hermit's encounter with a sinister trick-or-treater um how did you first see this movie i don't remember exactly but i definitely missed it on its first few years of being out i feel like i just started to see the merch around and i was like what is this because i knew about trick or treat and <laughs> so i i was like i don't I, I think i only saw that once but i don't remember there being this little burlap headed guy in that this must be something different <laughs> it just confused me as similar named movies often do i guess um but when i finally saw it i was like Oh, this is delightful. This is amazing. It's like it's got the feeling of like a children's made for young adult horror movie, except that it is brutal and gory and not for children. <laughs> How about you? I think that because like when it first like had its like festival run, <clears throat> I remember reading about it i was still probably reading ain't it cool news at the time because like i want to say it like was part of a buttonomathon or something like that and i just remember like reading reviews and being like oh my god this is going to be the best movie ever and then waiting and waiting like hearing that it was supposed to get like a halloween like release in like 2007 and then it didn't happen and then mm -hmm. it just kind of disappeared and then finally it was just like oh it's it's getting direct to video it'll be out 
just ahead of Halloween in 2009. And I, I think I just went straight to Best Buy and bought it. And, uh, I am like, this is like, uh, like, I don't think something we, we talk about a lot in, in terms of like packaging and stuff, but for like a movie that got shunted direct to DVD, like it's a really nice package. It's got like a, a foil embossed and foiled, uh, like slip case and you take the slip case off and there's like a, there's the oh, Sam Sam under his the, mask, under his mask. It's it's got the like the original uh season's greetings short on it and everything. I mean, like there's not a lot cool. of like, there's no nothing else on it, but it looks really nice. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, I remember watching it and just being like, what like and I think it's one of those I immediately started showing to friends. Like like I was just like I we we had like the year it came out, I think we definitely watched it as part of our like post pumpkin patch hangs at our mm-hmm. at somebody's house that's the perfect time to watch it honestly and now it got shelved because of like too much kid death is that right uh think? or I is that a rumor reading an article on cinema blend this morning where it's never officially been explained by warner brothers as okay. to why um uh in an interview in like 2013 with ign brian singer um who is the producer not director just you know um uh he said that because it when it came when it was originally supposed to come out in 2007 that was like the height of like saw and hostile and all of those movies Mm -hmm. and i think people were not expecting quite what it was because i mean it is it's rather funny it's rather mm-hmm. it's it's very uh, wry humor i guess would mm-hmm. probably be the best way to describe it um and it's it's not like i mean it's brutal like when it when mm, it hits yep. it hits but and it hits quick and it's fun like i yeah. think that's the thing like this is not like the overarching theme of this movie is like it is an homage to halloween Sawin. um and I, I i i can see why it would have gotten shelved although what's crazy is because of like the actors that are in this movie yeah like, you're just like well how how do you shelve this mm-hmm. yeah and it, it go ahead oh no it's just like immediately like as soon as it was available like people like lost their shit yeah well like one it the word of mouth on this I think is was probably some of the best word of mouth on a movie, you know, like just people started talking about it and you're like, wait, what? Okay. It's, so it's not that one. It's not that other one. It's different. It's got, okay. Yeah. It was, it's, it's like a movement on its own. What I find really funny about this is that like this would have come out like, cause it was originally supposed to come out in 2007. Like, true blood wasn't a thing yet and Mm -hmm. i feel like if they had like if if those two things had been different it probably would have gotten like a limited theatrical release just to cash in on the fact that like anna paquin is um because like when i think people forget that when true blood was on like it was it was a thing um Mm -hmm. we're very very hyped about you know sexy vampires uh in the south yeah yeah uh with fairies and shit (laughs) or so i'm told 
I've never yeah, seen I it. Yeah, I've never seen it either. <laughs> but um, yeah, like it came out and it is just like, I think part of the appeal is Sam is adorable and mm-hmm. very prominently featured um, on the DVD cover, but also like appears in all of the segments of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a it's it's an easy costume. Yeah. Like, and he's scary under the mask and with the mask. He's scary cute, which is a real yeah. hard like yeah. line to walk. Um, I have a very tiny Sam figure down in the basement that I need to bring back up and move into the uh, office here because it is it is so cute. Yeah, it, what's interesting to me just in my life. So I love horror movies obviously my husband is learning to love them so when we watched trick-or-treat he like fell in love with sam because he loves cute things he he's a muppet guy you know that kind of thing and sam is like right up his alley so that has been like his sam has been his little guide into horror movies i think like that was the first one that i feel like really grabbed him to make it make it easier for me to nudge him into other things <laughs> yeah i want to say this is one of the few horror movies like at that my wife has requested to rewatch. like mm-hmm. it's like hey, can we watch this and i'm always like yes 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 <laughs> anytime um i guess one of the things we should talk about is like because this is in addition to being a horror like not quite a horror comedy um like i think it is a horror movie with comedy in it as opposed to like mm-hmm. an, like a tucker and dale versus evil kind of horror comedy yeah um uh it's also an anthology um but it is Mm -hmm. a very unique anthology and i think that that bears some discussion yeah Yeah, because it's not that there's a wraparound story holding the pieces together like sometimes you get someone you know the wraparound is maybe a storyteller telling stories these are all connected all the characters touch each other at different times throughout the night even if it's just in passing even you know just on the street the current characters were with past the characters we saw two segments ago it it it's really really well done and it makes it really rewatchable as you try to put the pieces together it is a movie that like it is so rewarding to watch multiple times because mm-hmm. I, I like i feel like every time you watch it like you see new details that you hadn't noticed and it's just like oh yeah um what's your favorite segment hmm. i think it is oh gosh that's hard because they're all so good um i think it's the little kids going down to explore where the bus crashed because i like that kind of urban legend or is it vibe and and i like that you know i it sounds weird to say i like that kids bullying but then kind of getting what they deserve for bullying kind of thing so i think i think that's probably my favorite one ask me another day i might change my mind yeah which which one is yours that is the the I feel like that's the one that's the best. Like that, that is almost a standalone. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, kind it, of the heart. It is like it literally because it like it comes dead smack in the middle. It it's like it had it's mythology within mythology, which I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for. Um, like all the characters are really good. Um, like I like the fact that it does like some flashbacks and things like that. Um, 
I will say like the one that is the most fun for me is is, is the one with uh, Krieg and where we actually get to meet Sam. Uh, yeah. Like that's that's the most like gleefully unhinged of them all. Like mm-hmm. um like that just that just feels like where it it's the perfect sort of like culmination uh of like everything you've seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really what I really like most about this movie is that it brings together like kind of all the types of Halloween movies. Like you get the way kids are enjoying Halloween, you get urban legends, you get grown-ups being having sexy Halloween, you get actual scary cryptids and and whatnot. You get actual this person's just straight up a murderer. And and then everyone gets punished. What's kind of funny is that the punishment for blowing out your um jack lantern before midnight is the same as the punishment for murdering children. So not a lot of not a lot of gray area for Sam, but you know, he's got standards. <laughs> you know, yeah. I love like I love the the rules. I love the the way that it has really just spread out and, and turned into a thing. Like like Sam is the unofficial mascot of spirit halloween at this mm-hmm. point um yeah. you can find masks you can find i really at some point want to buy like one of those like uh plastic like lollipop i got things. a pair of the lollipop earrings <sighs> can't wait to wear yeah i kind of want to get one of the like just to like have hanging somewhere in the office i think that would be a a, a fun one but yeah it's just it's it's fun. It's 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 very good gateway horror. Like if you're trying to get somebody from, you know, hocus pocus into something that's a little more hard edged. Yeah, it feels like, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but because it is so short, it it and the way it's paced, it feels very much like like a a hard edged made for tv movie like it's something yes. you would have seen like back in the like the 80s like during the waning days of the mm-hmm. like made for tv movie like where it's got stars but not like star stars like you mm-hmm. know it's Anna Paquin, uh brian cox like dylan baker they're all faces you recognize but you're just like oh them um at the time i guess yeah uh, well it's but- also like a living cartoon like i watch it now the way i used to watch the garfield halloween special over and over <laughs> as a child so just to, translated it into this adult gory real life cartoon yeah um but yeah it's it's such a blast and i'm so excited uh that it is making its way to theaters so like folks can actually get to see it like on the big screen like that just like easily like that's the best part like it's not like you have to like work your ass off like i mean like if you've got a regal you can go pay your however much and go see it Mm -hmm. i can't wait to see it in the theater i i don't think i ever have i know sometimes i end up at at showings that are things like that but i don't think i've seen it in the theater I, I am do it for sure though. I was so excited because I was like doing Google 
searches for like news articles and stuff before this and i found out that it is in fact coming to the regal and lawrence yay um, so i can go see it without having to drive to topeka and if i wanted to i could probably double feature it with the screening of terrifier tour well, but that's we'll so not long. Doing, we'll we'll not be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll not we'll not be doing that. Like I, I mean, Terrifier Two firmly lost me at over two hours long. I was like, definitely have to wait till I can watch that at home. I think in multi like I'm like I'm gonna need a like break halfway through. Yeah, um, I've heard that it. I've heard that it moves along and you don't notice that time, but uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, so um. We had uh we 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 reached out to folks on the socials uh mm -hmm. to ask about people's memories uh of this. Um Greg D over at Nightmare Junkhead, um his comment is that Dylan Baker cementing his place was one of the great and creepy character actors of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, several, several people um <laughs> brought up Anna Paquin. Um and why not? She's flawless in this. She's the, you know, the virginal, sexy Halloween werewolf. Hope I'm not spoiling it. I hope you've all come to this watch having watched Trick or Treat. Um, yeah, well worth your choice as number one standout. Yeah, I, I, I it seems like everybody was, everyone has happy moments uh, and memories of this film and. Mm -hmm. um, if you've got anything you want to share that you haven't, we're always open to hearing about it. Yes. Tell us your favorite part of Trick or Treat. Tell us if you also got it confused with the other Trick or Treat. <laughs> yeah. Tell whatever you want to share. Share. Uh, oh, and you can see it. Um, it will. It is available on Blu-ray from Scream Factory. Uh, it is hitting Regal Theaters on October 6th, as well as a couple of other dates, I believe also the 8th and the 11th, uh, depending on your theater. Uh, and it also is screening as part of AMC's Fear Fest on October 4th and 5th. So, um, And it's rentable on VOD, which is what I had to do when I realized that somehow I don't own a physical copy of it, which I thought I did, and I was wrong. I had to dig through so many discs to find this and like almost made a mess and i definitely watched it at like very like much later than i usually start movies these days but yeah mm -hmm. i think i was watching it at like 9 30 or 10 at night like didn't get done thankfully it's short but yeah, yeah. i was laying in bed with the cats like i'm like all right this is what we're doing yeah fortunately it's one we've both seen enough times that yeah. probably could have probably could have had most of this discussion without the refresher but always worth it I wanted to watch it. So um, we also have some recommendations. If you enjoy Trick or Treat and you would like to branch out and see some other things, uh, what do you got? My first one is one that I know you and I, I'm pretty sure you and I both like, I think we've talked about this, is Tales of Halloween. Oh, yes. Which is another anthology and I think kind of underseen. I think it it also went straight to digital, I think. Um, that's where I saw it anyway. I don't. I don't believe I got to see it in the theater, uh, but it it is a, a tight little anthology as well with a lot of good little Halloween set stories. And then for a change of pace, I have Night of the Demons, which is an 80s movie where some teens are just looking to party, man, and they end up at a house where, you know, things go demonic and sexy. So... <laughs> 
if you haven't seen that one seek it out i mean not good sexy (laughs) no demonic sexy (laughs) also uh best best use of sisters of mercy in a horror movie um Mm -hmm. uh so uh i had another uh anthology uh because it is now readily available on dvd once again uh is uh i believe it is from uh, available for massacre video Uh, once again is uh tales from the quad ed zone um which i feel like it is a like Listen, if if you are expecting like uh big production values, it is not. Chester Turner's uh, uh <laughs> shot on video film uh does not have uh great production values, but man, it is so entertaining and so fun. I enjoy it more than uh Black Devil Doll from Hell. Um I think I think it's just an absolute blast. Um uh and it's uh also uh it it is uh a largely black cast which uh makes it very unique and well worth your time uh and then the other one is the other trick or treat um (laughs) because like i just feel like that is uh, like it makes for a great double feature to watch both of these yeah um and also uh recently and i totally miss this um the they finally repressed the soundtrack to trick or treat like the fast way soundtrack uh which nice. i thought would never happen um because the lead singer of fast way is a man by the name of dave king and dave king is now in a band called flogging molly and he does uh, not like to talk about his hair metal past at boo. all boo <laughs> which sucks because the title track trick or treat uh from uh that movie is one of the best like just like how horror metal songs ever made it's super fun uh and it stars uh skippy from family ties so uh check it out i love skippy (laughs) mark price love you man I think we're ready for I'll be right back. Yes. So what do you have coming up? That's a very good question. Uh, I got a book in the mail the other day that is called Curse of the Reaper that I am very excited to read. Uh, It's the debut uh, novel of an author uh, by the name of uh, Brian McCauley. Uh, And it's a it's the the. But the summary is like basically Scream meets The Shining, where oh, wow. it's like uh, it's like basically an actor finds out like that the like slasher villain like the slasher role that for which he is best known is getting rebooted, and there's <laughs> like like he's not going to be part of it, um, and so like people start dying, and it's like is the Reaper an actual character like come to life or has he lost his shit? So I'm very, very, I'm very, very excited to read it. Um, And I've got like a bunch of screeners to watch. Um, I got a screener for Summoners, um, which looks super fun. Also, um, 
I got one for the mystery spot. Also, here's a here's a crazy thing. One of the things I highly, highly recommend is uh, subscribe to the newsletter uh, from the Unnamed Footage Festival. Um, their sixth uh, installment is in the planning stages right now, but they sent out an email that is like recommended films, like found footage mm -hmm. stuff. And it's all things that are like really easy to find for free on YouTube. Like oh, cool. uh, this house has people in it, um, Savage Land, um asmr spar treatments um like all kinds of like really great new um recent found footage stuff that you can find to view for free on youtube i'll be interested to hear your thoughts on the mystery spot because i watched that one i think for chattanooga fest I'm curious <laughs> what you got going on well i am in the middle of fantastic fest virtual coverage Things are trickling out. I've only gotten to watch a couple of things so far. One of them being all jacked up and full of worms, which is incredibly divisive amongst those who have seen it. Apparently, the uh, the vibe from people who see it in theater and the vibe from people who watch it at home alone are two totally different <laughs> things. So I know how I felt about it, but I'm not allowed to say. Um, but Fantastic Fest has some really cool stuff. Uh, so you'll be able to see a few things coming from me on downright creepy about that. I would love to get to the theater to see don't worry, darling and possibly Pearl before it leaves if it hasn't already, but I don't know if that's going to happen. So I'm, I'm hoping I can get to the theater and see those. Yeah. I gave, I bought a ticket to go see Pearl and then went to music trivia instead. <laughs> yeah. Like, gave my ticket to a coworker's spouse. Like enjoy. <laughs> like, at least it didn't go to waste. Yeah, that's good. All right. So um, once again, we have stickers, email or mm -hmm. uh, emails at carnagereportpod at gmail.com. If you want one, uh, we'll give you an address where you can send a self-addressed stamped envelope and we get it. You get some sticker. Um, and also you can find us in person uh, and look for stickers slapped in various places all over <laughs> Lawrence <laughs> because I have a problem. Uh, <laughs> So uh, all the music featured in this episode is by my brother, Steve Spacek, who you can find on Instagram at Starling Woodworks and at Nodder, N-O-D-D-E-R dot Bandcamp dot com. Julie, where can they find you on socials? I am Dark Humor Girl everywhere you might be looking for me. Um, and if you want to read the things I write, that's downrightcreepy.com or modernhorrors.com. Nick, where can they find you? Uh, I am on twitter at nuthousepunks i am on instagram at nicklaus mouse i can be my writing can be found at the pitch in kansas city as well as starburst magazine and uh in the two newly released issues of lawrence magazine and lawrence business magazine um you can find those uh online as well um and i realized i skipped over uh, you can find us on twitter and instagram at report yeah. carnage um and please do find us Yes. We love hearing about your experiences with things we talk about. It's always or so fun uh, interacting. You want us to talk about. Uh, yeah. And uh, like case in point, we would love to hear your opinions on what we're doing for the next episode. Yes. Uh, and that will be, we're going to talk about Damon Thomas's adaptation of Grady Hendrix's novel, My Best Friend's Exorcism, which will be on Prime Friday, September 30th. Nick, do you want to tell them the synopsis? 
Yes, in 1988, best friends Abby and Gretchen navigate boys, pop culture, and a paranormal force clinging to Gretchen. With help from a mall exorcist, Abby is determined to compel the demon back to the pits of hell if it doesn't kill Gretchen first. Um, very excited about that. Um, mm-hmm. you read I the loved book? this. I loved this book. So I need to find a copy so I can reread it. Um, I wonder if I can figure out a way to reread a book in four days. Um, we'll I remember out. it being a fast read and I'm a slow reader. So all of Reed's books are such fast reads. Yeah. Uh, um, and we'll also probably just because it, if we, if we have time to be able to get it in before our next recording, we're going to try and also touch on another literary adaptation, which is Mr. Harrigan's phone, which hits Netflix on October 5th. Yeah. Which I have not read that one and I will not be able to read that one before I watch it. So I'll go in fresh on that one. But again, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we'll be yeah. back couple weeks with our next episode talking on all of that and more yay yay 